0: Today we're going to talk about the recent announcement that Yvonne Chouinard has made to give his company Patagonia a way to fight climate change. Welcome back to the Financial Freedom System podcast, where I help you upgrade your mindset, money, and more so you can live a life full of financial freedom and purpose. This episode is sponsored by the 15-Day Business Builder Challenge. Have you ever wanted to start your own business, create passive income, and live the laptop lifestyle by working from wherever, whenever you want? Discover what I think is the best business to start right now by visiting financialfreedomsystem.link slash start to learn more and get started today news broke this week that the founder of patagonia which creates clothing and equipment apparel for outdoors enthusiasts has given the company a way to fight climate change which to be honest is pretty exciting and pretty big news Srinard is a legend in the outdoors world. He was a pioneer in some major climbs, especially in Yosemite national park. And the company is supposedly valued at $3 billion. And Patagonia has been one of my personal favorite brands to support for a long time now. And that's because even though I don't really enjoy shopping for clothes a lot, to be honest. I don't enjoy that. That's not fun for me. I felt that there was a mission behind this company long before this announcement came out. That was something that was very obvious to me. If you look at the marketing and the branding and what they supposedly stand for as a company long before I ever knew or expected or heard of this announcement that came this week. And in this episode, I'm going to share why this news got me so pumped up from a money standpoint, from a personal finance standpoint, and it has nothing to do with the details of the deal the details of the finances and it has nothing to do with the company's goal of fighting climate change either so please listen to this entire episode and then i'd love to hear what you think about this news i think that it's safe to say that patagonia is one of the most iconic brands of our time it's been known to outdoor enthusiasts for decades and it's really gained mainstream popularity in what i think would be the last let's say five to ten years in my opinion i can remember my friend growing up wearing his dad's red patagonia jacket Uh, it was a rain jacket and we were growing up and we we'd take it hiking walking to school in the rain it had the best waterproofing that i had ever seen to be honest it seemed like an old rain jacket but it did exactly what it should be doing and i'd be there just having a windbreaker on getting soaked through my jacket and my friend was as dry as he could be a few years ago i ended up watching a documentary that i found on youtube that patagonia put out and it's called worn wear a film about the stories we wear and i have no sweet clue how i clicked on that to be honest but i think it was one of those times when you get caught in the youtube um, rabbit hole where you're up late you're just in bed watching youtube videos on your ipad and from video to video you jump and then all of a sudden here it is worn wear, a film about the stories we wear and that kind of caught my attention because How do we wear a story, right? I'm not an artistic person. I'm not an artsy person I'm not somebody that speaks in metaphors or I don't even know if that's a metaphor to be honest But I don't speak in very colorful language. I'm a very simple person But that really stood out to me and this documentary definitely left a lasting impact on me. It's something that i've probably watched seven eight times and it documented a series of people across the world who have owned patagonia products and it told the story of the adventures that they've had on it it was really powerful to hear how something that's as simple as a a piece of clothing in the example that i can think of it was a toque as we call that here in canada maybe a beanie if you're in the united states a hat basically To keep you warm in the winter that one dad owned and he used it to ski the trails of new england he passed it down to his daughter who's doing the exact same thing currently and then eventually as she's uh, shown in some clips carrying a kid on the back on in like a carrier as they're skiing through the trails she's going to pass it on to them as well And during those moments, she couldn't be more excited to see what adventures she knew that they would take it on. Her kids would take it on as it's been passed down from generation to generation to generation. And all I could think of were the memories that I've had with my friends while our Patagonia clothing has kept us warm from the snow or made sure that our gear didn't get wet or allowed me to bring my phone on my trail runs. Like I literally just walked through the door wearing some Patagonia shorts and i I'm realizing this right now. I didn't plan this, um, but it allows me to stick my phone in during my trail runs and I can take some fun videos to document the fun that I have and the enjoyment that I have for running. And that's an honest example that I'm speaking to right now. I've owned a number of Patagonia clothes over the years and they've been both new that I've paid a good amount of money for and it's also been secondhand stuff, right? And I've never been disappointed in the quality. I'm always willing to pay more for something if I know that a product is well made. Uh, a motto that I have and we will speak to in a future episode is the motto that I have, buy nice or buy twice. And for certain things, that is... What I live by and what I do. And this company, Patagonia, definitely has a mission behind what they do. And Patagonia for me checked both of those boxes. Now, I wanna talk about what Patagonia's core values are. Um, these can be found on their website. And their core values are number one, to build the best product. Number two, to cause no unnecessary harm. Number three, to use business to protect nature. And number four, They're not bound by convention. So the core values for Patagonia, go check those out on their website, but they're number one, to build the best product. Two, to to cause no harm, no unnecessary harm. Number three, to use business to protect nature. And number four, being not bound by convention. So in addition to those core values, now the company allows you to kind of go in and see what their ecological footprint is by detailing how the products that they have are made, what materials they use, where they source those materials from, and some more important information for those who want to be conscious about what they're buying. And that might be you, that might not be, but this episode definitely has uh, a lot of truth that I'm going to get to in just a couple minutes about what I think you should be doing with your money, just like this episode describes, a great example of. And for a long time, Patagonia has been giving 1% of their sales to preserving and restoring the natural environment. That's since 1985, which is great to see companies taking action like that, whether it's a a small amount like 1% of a very large company that adds up um, or it's uh, something greater than that. But with recent news... That percentage just got a major pump, as you can tell. Patagonia announced that Chouinard transferred the ownership of the company to a trust called the Patagonia Purpose Trust. And this trust has been structured to continue the company's existing values that they've created, those core values I outlined just a few seconds ago. And then also in addition to that trust, they've also transferred the ownership of the company to a nonprofit organization called the Hold Fast Collective. And this fights climate change claiming that Earth is now our only shareholder. So um, there's two main kind of entities involved in this restructuring or uh, the transfer of the ownership of the company the Patagonia Purpose Trust and then the Hold Fast Collective, which is a nonprofit, organization. So they go on to say in an announcement, and this is a letter that Schrenard uh, wrote and it can be found on the website as well. Um, it's on social media and it's kind of been floating around there the last few days since this announcement. But he went on to say, instead of going public, you could say we're going purpose, which is a great motto um, that I think more people need to be aware of and more people need to be intentional about. but instead of going public you could say we're going purpose instead of extracting value from nature and transforming it into wealth for investors we will use the wealth Patagonia creates to protect the source of all wealth and we're talking about the earth there and this is totally what it's about the company's valuation is a whopping three billion dollars and then they're going to take the yearly profits of roughly $100 million if everything goes to plan. And they're going to use that to fight climate change. And I don't exactly know how they're going to do this. If it's by purchasing and protecting land, if it's reclaiming environments or a new a number of other ways that they could quote unquote fight climate change. I'm just speculating here. Maybe that information is out there. Um, Maybe it's not. I didn't come across it. And some people might say that these initiatives are honestly just good branding or marketing, or there's some ulterior motive to making these public. Or even with the fact that there are people out there as well, and I've seen this in a few different headlines, claiming that this decision allows um, the family... To avoid millions of dollars in tax bills i really don't know if that's the case or not i've seen it in some headlines and to be honest it really doesn't matter if that's true or not because Schwinnard built this along with others but he built it right but that's not what i'm here to discuss in this episode i'm not as much concerned about the numbers i'm here because when i heard this news i got really excited because this is a great example of my mindset about money I've talked a lot on this podcast about how I believe money is a tool you get to use to live out your values. And I think this is such a great example for people to actually see it lived out. Now it's one thing for me to talk about that, for me to create content around that and for me to ultimately live it out. And in my community of people, people see that. But when you have a billionaire doing this, um, giving away basically his entire company for a purpose that he believes in values that he has. We've got the owner of a massive company giving it away for a cause that he believes in. And this is pretty extreme. And I'm not telling you to go out and do this now, go give your company away. But I do want to challenge you to think about, are you using your money to live out your values? This is so important for people. And I've got five personal core values, their faith, relationships, health, self-improvement and freedom these matter to me a huge amount they matter to me greatly and I would hope that people who know me would say that these are important to me simply by watching me simply by observing what I do and I know that's the case because I've had people say that to me and I've uh, looked at my life some examples of that are me using my money to pay for experiences or trips or adventures which create memories with people that I love rather than spending it on things that I really don't need. Like I don't need the latest iPhone when I've got an iPhone 12 that works perfectly. Still does everything I need to to grow my brand, to take photos, to take videos. Um, I don't need every latest model. If there's something that's outdated and it can help me, I don't have a problem going out and purchasing that. But I would rather use my money to pay for things and experiences, trips, adventures with people that matter to me. And it also looks like me spending time praying and living a life inspired by Jesus, by tithing regularly at my church. It looks like me investing in a pool membership that helps me be healthier or me buying a book that I've been wanting to read during my quiet time. It looks like me making donations and organizations um, to organizations in my community that I, I really benefited from growing up. There's been times when I've been able to do that um, or I wish I had growing up, but I try as much as possible to use my money for things that are definitely aligned with the values that I have and the values that I want to live by. So I can think back to times where I was stressed or maybe because that doesn't happen very often and and hasn't in the past either. I maybe just wasn't 100% happy with something related to money and Honestly, it was never a matter of how much money I was spending, but it was more a matter of what I was spending my money on because I've always been perfectly okay with spending money on things that I enjoy. And that ranges from spending a little bit of money to spending a lot of money. And um, I've understood that I'm actually good at spending a lot of money, way better than maybe I'd like to be. And I don't count those things if it's something I want to. I don't count those things as a waste, right? And I knew this. I knew that I was okay doing that way before I had any clue about what values were or even what my values are. So my question, my challenge, my encouragement to you is, are you using your money to live out your values? And if you can answer yes to that question, that's great. Keep doing it. Don't stop now. Keep doing it. And if you can not answer no to that question, well, I really think you've got to start. And you don't have to start, probably I should be saying, you get to. I think that's where the magic starts, no matter what stage of life you're at. If you're single, you have full say in what this looks like by thinking about the life that you want to live, the life that you want to create. If you're married you get to bring your wife or your husband into that decision and you move forward together which is so powerful to bring somebody else to share that vision to use money as a tool to grow that vision as well that is so powerful when two people are working as one with that same vision which is something that I'm looking forward to doing sometime in the future if you have a family you get to be an incredible example for your kids for their cousins, for your nieces and nephews, for other people that come into your life as a result of your family. You get to be that example of how to start building generational wealth, how to use money for a purpose, and the responsibility that comes with that. And that is powerful. So if you've got a business, you get to combine your product or your services, whatever you do with your business with something that is deeper than just Sales, and there are many other examples of the ultra wealthy giving away their fortunes. There's something called the Giving Pledge, and I think that's one of those clear examples because in 2010, 40 of America's wealthiest people made a commitment to give the majority of their wealth away to address some of society's biggest problems. Warren Buffett, Melinda French Gates, and Bill Gates were the driving forces in creating it and i think this is great i think it's a great initiative and some other notable members as i went through the list that you might know include mark zuckerberg and priscilla chan george lucas and melody hobson paul allen and sarah blakely to name just a few people that you might know and one thing that i've never understood is someone feeling entitled to tell another person what to do with their money. And in society, it seems like there are a lot of people who feel entitled to do that. Uh, At this episode's recording, 236 people from 28 countries have pledged to give away the majority of their wealth to a variety of different causes. And this is a pledge, so it's not a legal contract, but it does highlight the role that philanthropy can play in inspiring people to make a difference in the world. And I know we're talking about billionaires here. I know we're talking about people that have way more money than you and I can probably imagine. Right. Um, How much money do you actually need to live? How much money do you actually need to live? A comfortable life how much money do you need to live a quote-unquote wealthy life right again it's not about how much money you have it's about what you do with the money that you have and I know we're talking about billionaires here they're using their money for purposes that they believe in and that's what this episode is about but you don't have to be a billionaire to make a difference with your money I speak from experience by saying that since I've created my business since I've created content that challenges people to upgrade their mindset money and more Um, it's been an incredible transformation in my life and in others' lives that are around me as well. Because I've noticed that not only am I better with my money, but the people around me are as well. And we're having discussions about things like what our values are, what it means to live a life of purpose, and things that matter, things that truly matter, instead of just such trivial things like the latest celebrity gossip or something that's meaningless. This is what it's about. So, I really hope that this episode encourages you to be better with your money and to use it with purpose, right? If you have any questions at all, please let me know. But if you like what you heard on today's podcast episode and want to learn more about how you can live a life full of financial freedom and purpose, please subscribe to the Financial Freedom System YouTube channel and visit www.financialfreedomsystem.com to sign up for our free five days to financial freedom course. Thanks for listening. Please share and review our podcast on your favorite platform and I'll see you in the next episode.